0: I would imagine there are some people who thought this was never going to actually happen. Well, you know what? It is happening. The great interview with my mechanic, Joe, the mechanic guy. Yes, yes, mechanic. Uh, whatever you uh, equipment technician, equipment professional, turf equipment, connoisseur. I whatever you want to call yourself, you know, this is this is what this is. This is the turf equipment mechanic, and it is Joe. Now let me tell you, I don't think you understand. This isn't just a regular interview, okay? This has been building up for 30 episodes now, okay? This is our 30th episode. We talked about mechanics on the very first episode, um, and it's a great conversation. Now, my mechanic is not just a normal mechanic. He has a knack for podcasting. Like, he, he legit is a good interview, all right? I'm not just saying that because I know he's going to listen to this, I'm not just saying that to pump you up. I'm telling you that because it's true. All right, This is a great interview. Basically, what we talk about is um, how he got in the industry. Um, and then we talk about a lot about the relationship between the assistant superintendent uh, and the mechanic and how he feels that should go. And, um, yes, yeah, so it's a great interview for anyone to listen to, especially if you're an assistant, especially if you're a mechanic. Learn from a professional, because he's a good one, all right? He's not a he's not a cranky one, like I know some of you are, right? Other throwing wrenches, rolling tires out of your shop, like you're pissed off at something. For what? Because you got to do your job? Come on, man. Come on. Of course, I'm only joking. I don't want to trigger anybody. Um, nah, I really am, because uh, you know... I, while I was recording this with him, I was like, dude, I know a lot of assistants who are way worse than most of the mechanics that I know. And I can be that way as well. I can. uh, Dude, you get me in an irrigation hole and you make two things go wrong at once, I'm freaking out, right? It's hot, pissed off, all those types of things. We're We're going to talk about that in another episode for sure, but... It can definitely happen to an assistant, to a superintendent, to a regular worker, to a mechanic, to a, you know, whatever you want to call yourself, spray technician, right? Um, But yeah, man, no, this is legit uh, one of my favorite interviews, Um, so I hope you guys enjoy. Um, Before we get to that, though, we have some business to take care of. We have our amazing friends at Spectrum Technologies. We are giving a give- doing a giveaway with them. Check out our Instagrams, NotSupersPod and Spectrum underscore Technologies underscore Inc. Be sure you stay tuned. That should be up this week, okay? Maybe as you're listening to this, it's up, so go check the Instagram, check the Twitter, follow us both, and then you can participate in The giveaway, you're not going to want to miss it. We have some awesome stuff to give away. Uh, But yeah, to measure is to know, get the TDR 250, 350, get you the weather station, get you everything from old Spectrum, the best there is in turf technology. Now, let's send it over to the interview with Joe the Mechanic. So I have with me finally my mechanic Joe. Joe, I've told my listeners for a while that you were going to be on. And I'm very glad to ha- finally have you on.
1: Well, it's really been me dragging my feet along with a lot of other stuff, but uh, I resent the fact that you calling
0: me your mechanic. Um... You are my mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> you work on my truck and everything too. That's what you need to be doing. Um, but, yeah, man, no, it's good to have you. So how long have you been a mechanic in for golf courses? I know you've been mechanic like for cars as well, but like for golf courses, how long have you been a mechanic? Uh, about 25 years. Good God. That yeah. is my entire lifetime.
1: Yeah. Um, well, that's uh, less than half mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, about 25 years I've been doing it. Okay. Uh, I got into it down in uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved down to Florida, was actually looking to get out of the car business and looking for something that would take less hours. Okay. And uh, I kind of really just stumbled into it and fell into it with a guy that was um, very knowledgeable and willing to train me in the golf course machinery aspect of it. Right. Um, and uh, I fell in love with it and haven't turned back since.
0: Yeah, because it's, it's very different. Like, obviously, I, that's what I was thinking. I feel like you could have a car mechanic come up to you and be like, Oh, I want to do. I want to switch to golf courses and think that they can just hop right into it. But it's so different because of the reels and all that kind of stuff. It, you really need someone to train you, even if you have that background of a car mechanic.
1: Yeah, there's a lot more to it. Um, a lot of it has to do with preventative maintenance. Yeah, um, as a car mechanic. You do the preventative maintenance, but you don't set up a preventative maintenance program necessarily. Right. Um, you do oil changes and things like that. So you, you've got a basic knowledge of, of machinery and how they work and what needs to be done. Uh, the difference in, in uh, being an actual equipment manager on a golf course is, uh, is setting up these programs, setting up preventative maintenance programs, making sure that the machines are being used, um, uh, being serviced properly, and it's so that they're ready for to be used when, when they're needed. Yeah. Um, But, but that's, that's the big thing is, is having rotating equipment, stuff that you're always seeing, stuff that you're always working on. So you, you, you attack it in a different way because when I have the machine, when I've got the machine up on a rack, I want to get everything I can out of the way opposed Mm. to just kind of being assigned a job, let's uh, change a part in this car and put it up on a lift and change the part and move on. You never see that car again. Yeah, uh, I see this equipment all the time. So I'm constantly, um, you know, trying to make sure that I'm not running into big problems out on the course and I'm solving these problems here. So yeah, it's a big difference in that respect. Uh, but the biggest difference, like you mentioned, is the reels, the cutting units, understanding how... Uh, what it is they're doing out there? Yeah. Um, how they work? Why they need to be sharpened? Why they need to be you know set up uh and checked on a regular basis? Uh, that's the part that you just don't know. You don't realize. I mean, the first time I went out on a golf course with drove around with a superintendent, uh, I had no idea. I mean, you know how how many people were involved in in um maintaining it and keeping yeah. it going you know I had no idea you know just watching guys all over the place driving around and um so yeah it's it's a tremendous difference uh
0: yeah and like you were saying about the um you know the cutting units uh you have a good eye for like you can go out on the course you can go look at the greens and tell how well your machines are cutting whereas I've worked with mechanics who first of all they usually never go out on the course um and then also if they did go out on the course they don't realize that there is a problem and if i tell them there's a problem it's kind of like i have to explain it to them whereas you and i guess that just comes with uh, it comes with a specific eye for sure it, it comes with that eye but it also comes with experience too so
1: uh, yeah 100% it's it's that's just experience it's it's you know experiencing it before seeing yeah. it before Um, You know, for me, yeah, now I'm at the point where I can walk up to a green and see an irregularity and have a pretty good idea what's causing the irregularity. Um, And it's purely because I've seen it before. Yeah, I've uh, attacked it from a, a point of view where I had no idea what the problem was figured out what the problem was and you don't forget that kind of stuff it just kind of sticks with you so yeah it's it's you hit it on the head it's about experience spending yeah. time on the course um and and as a uh, an equipment manager or a mechanic or how, whatever you want to call it i think it's tremendously important to get out on the course uh it's important to play the course it's important to get out there and look at the course and see what's going on um I do it for my own sake that's how I started doing that every morning going out with the equipment and and for my own sake knowing that everything is going the way it should be going um I can't cu- I can't rely on an operator to to notice a problem um, that doesn't turn into a four or five hole problem um, yeah so yeah try to you know knock that stuff up nip it at the bud if you will
0: yeah and especially like at a course like this where we it, it's just myself and the superintendent and we don't have five assistants so to have a mechanic that can act that can do that that can if, if I'm busy spraying and uh, the mechan- and the superintendent is busy doing something else, checking greens or whatever. You can go out and check, make sure the fairway mowers are doing are cutting right, and we don't have to have that stress on us of so like, what is going on where I can't see right now. So it's almost like having a, another assistant in the morning, so it helps a lot. Um, so yeah, I think that's good for other mechanics to think about if they don't do that. Um, and sometimes the superintendent might not even care that they do, but um, you know, just so, so you can kind of learn about what you're doing and how that impacts the cut and stuff um i think it's pretty important and also just to get better at your job um, uh,
1: not for nothing but i think that if uh a- any superintendent or assistant who uh, is stopped by a mechanic and told that there's an issue with a machine uh and that then you realize that well that could have gone on for another four or five fairways yeah. or greens or tea boxes whatever um you, you you learn to appreciate that. Yeah, um, and, definitely. You know, and I certainly have gotten a lot of feedback over the years for doing that, um, yeah. getting out there, because, uh, let's face it, it's my responsibility. Uh, yeah. It's my responsibility to make sure the machine is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Um, and I'm also, you know, I like to take pride in what I'm doing, and I like to be proud of what I see when I go out on the course.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: and... They, that plays a big part you know it, it it if you when you take it personally like that you drive around you and you look at the course and you see uh something where if you were playing the course or if you brought friends to play the course you'd be embarrassed of uh um, sure you yeah know, so that's why like i said i i do uh i don't play as much as i'd like to um uh, but i do get out there enough to, to yeah. know
0: what's going on see and, what's happening yeah i i agree um, speaking of which you mentioned this earlier that what do you, if someone like you just met asked you what you do, do, do you call yourself a mechanic or a, what do you call yourself?
1: Uh, well, eventually I do, but I, right. I like to, you know, make it sound much better at first, you know, right. a mechanical engineer, yeah, uh, an right. equipment manager, you know, <laughs> in, in different places, I've been called different things. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, you can call me what you want, uh, as long as you pay me.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just, I actually, I, I asked that because someone just. Um, made it aware to me that they like to be called, some people like to be called equipment technicians. I never even heard of that. I've heard equipment manager, I've heard mechanic, I've heard yeah, whatever. Whatever you want to call yourself. I just was curious. Yeah,
1: I've been called uh, head equipment tech,
0: Yeah, um,
1: you know, equipment manager, uh, you know, mechanic, uh, grease monkey. uh, Right. Yeah, that's about right. Um, Yeah. (laughs) My, my daughter says my daughter always says to me sir i love that smell of that smell of grease that you, you know, you <laughs> yeah them right. home with you know it's like
0: it's like the the daughter of the fisherman that enjoys the smell of
1: fish right you know? right yeah but, it's uh,
0: home to her probably i'm sure um so all right let's get to the the nitty-gritty here all right so what what is the deal why do why do you think and i don't think this is about you at all uh we've talked about how we've had or at least I have had uh, past mechanics who have been this way, especially, why do you think they have this stigma of being uh, cranky uh, and just having tempers and stuff like that? What do you think that attributes
1: to? I think that attributes a lot to, to uh, being cranky and having tempers. Uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's a, t- it's a tough job. Yeah. It's a yeah. tough job in a, in a lot of respects. Um, it's a tough job because it's a dirty job sometimes. Um, it's smaller machines. It's harder to get into. Uh, a lot of times you're by yourself. You work yeah. alone. Uh, it's a very difficult um, position to be in sometimes. So, you know, uh, m- most of the guys that I know are real crabby guys, wrench-throwing, uh, mm-hmm. wrench, wrench throwing, you yeah. know, uh, screaming, blaming people. Um, again, I've learned over the years it- that – the best the the way I can be the best at this job is by being able to communicate with the operators. Mm. If I can't communicate with them, if they're afraid to come to me, um, then we're gonna have we're gonna have problems. They're gonna hide stuff. They're gonna put stuff away broken. Uh, it's a constant battle that that the mechanic works with. You know, all of a sudden, you know, first thing in the morning, everybody's trying to go out and pull a machine out, and, and it's broken, and nobody told the mechanic about it. Yeah, you know that that's it's the last thing you want. So, um and then there's just miserable people. I mean, you know, you get yeah. guys that are just miserable, and they want to blame everybody else. And you know, when somebody comes in and says this is broken, that means that the, the mechanic's got to work. He's got to fix it. So, yeah. you know, they they get they get cranky. Listen, I'm an easygoing guy. I mean, yeah, you know, I I, uh, I try to get along with everybody. And there's lots of times where I'm, you know I get real frustrated. I mean, I've thrown wrenches, not very often, but you know,
0: yeah it's the same thing. I mean, it's with everybody. I just was curious about that stigma because I never even really thought about it until I started this podcast. and the the first question anyone asked me, because I asked people to send in their requests. And the first thing I got was, hey, I am I used to be a superintendent, and now I am a mechanic. Um, I wanted to go to that, and now I'm seeing myself turn into that um stereotypical cranky mechanic. And I go, oh my god, like he's right, like all that is that is the stereotypical thing. Um, like I say, it's not every mechanic, but I I can specifically remember last course I worked at. Um, I, the mechanic was a very nice guy, but he had a temper, and when something happened. And I flipped the triplex. Um, I told this story on the podcast before, so they know about it. I flipped the triplex. And then not only do I, ha- am I, first of all, hurt. Um, so I'm hurt physically and I'm embarrassed that I did this, but then I'm also waiting on the the pounding from the mechanic who's going to come in there and just flip out on me um and of course he comes driving in on the truck and just going 100 miles an hour down the cart path totally unnecessary freaking out um and 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 like i say obviously it's a big deal it was it was irresponsible but it just was the i knew that was coming so i i think it's good that you you realize that there are You know, the nicer you are, and the more understanding you can be towards the guys, the less they'll try to hide stuff. The more they'll come up to you asking questions, which can can prevent something bad from happening. You know, with uh, if they, you know, some guys are scared to ask questions. Like, does this have, does this take gas or diesel? It, It, like, if someone comes up to me, I'm like, dude, you really don't know. You've used this piece of equipment before. How do you not know? But realistically, you have to be respectful of that because. Hey, it's good that they asked me because they could have put diesel in that and that in, you know, that would have been bad. So.
1: Right. Well, okay, well, let's look at that from a mechanic's point of view. As the mechanic, I'm thinking to myself, why you got a guy out there that has no idea what the hell kind of fuel is you putting in the machine? Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's a I big agree. problem to begin with. I mean, you start starting off with a problem. Uh, the other thing, back to the other thing, um, you know, I, naturally, in life, I'm an easygoing guy. I, I'm, you know, I don't sweat the small stuff, kind of, kind of guy. So that comes into my professional life as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there are just people that um, have a, a a lower threshold, or breaking point that's you know less than mine. Um, mm-hmm. But you also have to understand, you, you know, you're a lot of times you're in here involved in a in a in a job, whatever it is, you know, something that's broken down or or prevented a maintenance or whatever it is. And then you got guys that come off the course and right away they need your full attention and you need to switch gears. Mm-hmm. Some guys have a hard time doing that and it gets very frustrating and that's what kind of creates that. Um, on the other hand, there's also there's also operators that... Uh, you know you you see the patterns the uh you know the the 25 minutes before lunch they've got a uh, suddenly there's a problem yeah uh, and upon investigating the problem you, you really realize that it happened a long time ago they just kind of using it to their advantage and, and you and you know it and you see it and you you know I, I don't see that here mm-hmm. but I've seen it plenty of times uh you know over the course of my career you know people that were perfect at that you know they they always broke down a little bit you know a, a 25 a half hour before lunch or yep. something like that or you know um it's very
0: true yeah no yep. that happens
1: yeah yeah and, you know and the biggest problem and i think you you know i've, I've certainly complained about this and i anybody that <laughs> anybody that does this job as a mechanic you know has a concern about it. it's also cleaning the equipment keeping Mm -hmm. the equipment clean and that gets very frustrating too absolutely when you've got you know as it is it's 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 a dirty job Mm. um to be when you're working on stuff and you've seen it you know i'm working on things and and it's just you turn the reels and and piles of grass are falling out on you and you know all kinds of stuff so uh, it becomes frustrating it's a very frustrating job um I think my age, uh, being a little older, and uh, the time I've put in has really helped me to kind of, you know, understand what it entails, what you need to, you know, the pick your battles kind of thing. You know, you, yeah. you got to let these guys communicate with you, and you got to, you know, when it you got to learn how to shift gear. You guys do it as, you know, I watch you guys switching hats all the time. One minute you're out there spraying, the next minute you're out there fixing the irrigation leak or something, yeah, you man. know. Uh, it's the same thing. It's very frustrating uh, to have to bounce around like that, especially when you know, especially when I've got a, something that I'm really. Uh, it takes a lot of thought to correct, and I've got mm-hmm. got it apart or whatever, and there's little parts everywhere, and I've got to now stop what I'm doing, leave everything be, and move on to something else. Um, so yeah, that, it just gets frustrating sometimes.
0: Yeah, man, I I can imagine because like I, I I actually expressed this a couple weeks ago on this sh- on the show I. I, when you, you were, um, you were on vacation and we were trying to hook up the vertidrain and, um, you know, something needed adjusting and then, you know, something happened and, and, and basically I was trying to fix it. I was trying to be the mechanic and it was, I, I think I kicked the machine. I was yelling um and also you know like you said like you don't you don't have an assistant you're you're by yourself in here um I know you've had assistance in the past um and I, I'm sure that's frustrating you're like oh hopefully somebody will drive by and I can have them help me lift this or just move this just getting in those small places that's and just you can't quite just barely get not able to get this part out or whatever it is that that is the most frustrating thing i I can't even imagine so
1: yeah, as I always say, it's 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 always some kind of a puzzle, you know. Yeah. That, to get a sometimes even to get a filter out from the you know from around the engine, it's it's so buried in hydraulic hose. It would, oh. It's always a puzzle, you know, yeah. and, and it takes a little bit of doing. Um, but when a puzzle is a very heavy puzzle, uh, it becomes you know more difficult and again more frustrating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's how I feel. I mean I compare it very similarly to irrigation repairs, whereas it. You know, you do something and then you realize something else is broken. Um, You know, you're, you're deep in this, you're dirty, you're frustrated, you're hot, whatever it is. It's just, it's a very agonizing thing in the world. So I, I completely understand. I would be the the crankiest mechanic you've ever met. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> um, So um, let me ask you this. So you're, you're more of a Toro versus John Deere guy, would you say, right? Uh, yeah, in a lot of respects, um, yeah, Toro, I, I believe
1: is the, Toro's the, the, the big boy in the golf industry. I mean, John Deere is a great company and it's, you know, it's been more agricultural than, you know, and, um, it's, it's newer in the golf course industry. Mm. Um, you know, so they, they've been able to, uh, kind of work off the back of Toro as to with Toro's kind of designs and things like that. Um you know there's a lot of things about john deere that are great the the reels uh how they adjust um they're great i, I just uh on I mean, the overall i i just prefer toro i i i think that um i i think the after cut and the finished product with the toro is is just a a much better yeah much you know much more quality uh
0: cut to me yeah i agree i mean i i've worked with both i've worked with john deere toro jacobson all that garbage and um yeah i always end up if anyone asks me what we should get i always say toro now let me ask you this so we always have a segment on here called would you rather so would you rather have brand new john deere equipment or five-year-old toro equipment you have the same budget you know you know just a Regular, medium budget, but you have five-year-old Toro equipment versus brand-new John Deere. Wh- wh- which would you rather have? Yeah, I would
1: torch? go with the brand-new John Deere stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah, I know it, that... It's not that it's horrible. It's, it's sure. not horrible stuff at all. Um, I just, again, they're, they're a little bit later into the industry than Toro is, so Toro's kind of dialed in on a lot of, you know, um, problems that they, that have occurred throughout the years. They've been able to iron them out and, and you know, where... John Deere is still in those earlier stages of that, you know, working mm. out certain, you know, issues that they're having. Um, you know, uh, the perfect example is the uh, the 9009 Rough Mowers uh, opposed to the 4500 um, Rough Mower Toro. Um, yeah, they're both great machines. Uh, mm-hmm. But w- if if you were to take a, a five-year-old Toro and a five-year-old John Deere, 9009, mm-hmm. um, I, I would think that, I, I, matter of fact, I've seen it. You know, it's just, a, the Toro's just a better setup. It's just, yeah. you know, to me, it's always been a, uh, it's always been a better machine.
0: Yeah, yeah. So being the fact that, you know, we we all know, every assistant knows, and every superintendent knows that the, that the mechanic's job is tough. Um, And, you know, like we've both expressed to each other, uh, we you know we feel like as um you know the superintendent assistant superintendent and the mechanic we're kind of the you know we're we're in one we have to be um all on the same page with everything we all have to have like kind of the same guidelines you know if 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 you say that cleaning isn't the cleaning of the machines isn't going correctly uh we need to address it as well that way you don't seem like you're on your own we have to be a team what would you say is like If you could think of one thing that, like, you know, you've encountered with assistant superintendent, because this is, you know, primarily assistants listen to this podcast. What would you say you could uh, say to the assistants out there that would help out there that could help out their mechanic potentially? Uh, uh,
1: The biggest thing is not to feel threatened by the mechanic, uh, Mm. because that's what I've seen a lot. Mm. Uh, That's what I've encountered personally. I've had assistants that have been, I guess, threatened and then they, they feel um that they they want to be above you right um right. He, here's how i look at it to me it's like you have the superintendent and then his right hand man is his assistant his left hand man is the mechanic
0: yeah i agree and, and that's yeah. how i,
1: I kind of see it um and and the assistant and the mechanic need to work together to accomplish the goals to get you know to satisfy the superintendent right right um and it, 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 when they work together like you and I do right um in, in a in a friendly atmosphere. i mean if you know you come to me with something you know it, it gets it gets handled so um i i think that's the uh uh the, the biggest the, the biggest um the biggest thing is that for us to work together is is really the ultimate goal um and if the if the assistant has has issues with the mechanic uh, instead of working together, they, they become, they start working against you. And yep. that's what has happened to me in the past. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, and for the most part, I've, I really haven't had problems with assistants, really just one, okay, uh, one guy. And, th- and that's really where I'm pulling this from. He, he just, he had this like, you know, God complex. Like he, you know, he thought mm. he was just so much better. And I said, look, you know, our job is to work together not -hmm. against each other you know i don't want to step on your feet you know i told you in the very beginning i I don't want your job right you know i I don't want your job you know i love my job i want to do my job if you know how to do my job and you can help me to do my job that's great if you don't know what my job is well then let me do my job that's what you hired me for
0: right i agree the um yeah it's interesting because it also depends on for the assistance role like how much freedom slash power has the superintendent given? I mean, I've been at courses where, like, um, the assistant basically was the superintendent because the superintendent was basically absent. You know, he was, um, you know, showed up at nine o'clock every day, stayed till lunchtime, then headed out. You know that that's that's a theme in in a lot of golf courses. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes the assistant can, uh, you know. Oh, He has to have that responsibility of the golf course and and all the employees, but you know he's still like he's like oh I am he kind of seems like he feels like he's more than he really is you know even more than the superintendent kind of thing right yeah
1: Yeah, you know I get it I I understand it's a big responsibility but you know when you become in charge of a fifteen man crew uh, and you got to control these guys um you know I, I I get it but the thing is ultimately. The end goal is for the assistant and for the mechanic to work together. Yeah. You know, hand in hand to make, uh, you know, the superintendent have to worry about less.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you
1: know, it, where so he can do what he needs to do. Uh, you know what you got to do. I know what I got to do. Um, and, and that's it. So it, it's when you have that animosity between those two positions or a guy that, uh, I guess there's been mechanics that you know maybe want to move up to the uh, superintendent and sure you know, so that's why the assistant would feel threatened like oh, oh he sure wants yeah. to come in right um you know i i have never come across an assistant superintendent um that's had the knowledge to do my job or, yeah. or wanted to do my job for that matter yeah um but there is some it is there's something that that happens where the mechanic does have you know the mechanic as far as i'm concerned is third in line Mm, right okay so there is responsibility and there is um you know he is a manager um Mm. and uh, you know so when that when the assistant feels like that maybe is overtaking or you know that's when the problems start. But uh, yeah. short of that, I, I, for the most part, I, you know, guys have, I've worked very well with guys, um, you know, who, who, and, I, and I've always kind of set that up in the very beginning. Yeah. Look, we got to work together. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I don't want your job. Right. I don't want to step on your feet. Whatever it is you got going on, uh, you know, I, I, I'll work with you in any way I can make it easier. Yeah. Um, so as long as that happens,
0: yeah. there's not a problem. Um wh- what is like your favorite part of uh the golf course mechanics position versus just a, a traditional mechanic like if you were to go back into car mechanics what what do you think you would miss most about this position
1: the golf course just um, just look y- yeah see you know there. i went on the road for a while um as a road tech mm. uh and i missed the golf course tremendously i missed being on the golf course first thing in the morning i you know i missed um uh, I miss being the go-to guy, you know, because that's what I am, the guy that, you know, if you got a problem, you come to the mechanic. Um, I miss that, um, and I would never, ever, I hate working on cars. I just hate it. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, talk about not having room for stuff. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I much prefer the uh, smaller equipment.
0: Yeah. And of course, uh, this job is super stressful. Does being a car mechanic that seems to me like I feel like I would get super stressed out because it, it, the way I would feel is like, I'm working on your car. Um, and then when you leave here, if you die, because something happened to your car, like that's on me. Is that is that how you did you ever think that way? You
1: know, I was uh, an, an owner more than a than a mechanic. Okay. Um. So yeah, I felt that way all the time. I yeah. mean I've had I had I had an issue where uh, you know I had a tire come off a car mm. uh, after we changed the tire. Um. And you see, right? We just we just talked about that. We had a I did some tires here, and I said, you know, you got to make sure that you retorque these things. So, uh, yeah, I I, I just i don't i don't like working on cars yeah uh, I, I hate it um but the main thing i miss was the golf course being out catching the sunrise yeah uh, you know whether it's cool in the morning or warm or whatever it is I, you know i enjoy being out on the course yeah um, and i enjoy being that go-to guy
0: definitely i, I agree um yeah so well, is there anything that you would tell um uh, maybe an aspiring um Equipment technician, um, or mechanic, or anything, or maybe maybe they're an assistant. And they're they're not happy in, on the turf side, and they're thinking about possibly uh, wanting to uh, learn more about being a mechanic or whatever. Is there any advice like what what would you say is the biggest thing for them to focus on?
1: Well, first of all, I encourage all assistants, yeah, to know as much as they possibly can. Mechanic,
0: yeah, I agree, uh,
1: as well as you know, superintendents, uh, you know. Yeah. Listen, I love what I do. Uh, I have always loved it uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, so and it's a great industry to be in, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's got a lot of um, a lot of potential and a lot of a lot of different directions. You know, if you if you're if you're in the industry already and, you know, if you're watching a mechanic and you're inspired by that. Then move on it because it is it is a great career. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, you just you can't have a thin skin to to do it. You know, you need to have uh, you know you gotta you gotta be quick on your feet. You gotta be able to multitask, and you gotta have um you gotta be able to hold on to your wrenches without throwing them around that much. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, well, yeah, I, mean, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, I think it, I think it's important because I think that, um, in a lot of situations, the assistant and the mechanic are, um even more so than the superintendent they they are kind of a team they end up working together more at least that's that's how I've been with all my, all the mechanics I've worked with in the past so I think it's important for everybody to hear the mechanics point of view in a um you know unfiltered manner Right
1: so. no I agree I mean that's uh, it's always been my you know it's always been my stance I've always kind of asked too you know because it's really how the superintendent views it, you know, and, yeah. and what he believes the line of command is. and, and right. You know, how that works. Um, so, yeah, but it, it's key. It, 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 when the assistant and the mechanic work good together, um, it, it just, everything else kind of kind of flows, you know. Definitely. Um, you know, the less you got to worry about with, with equipment, the less you got to worry about guys complaining about equipment, uh, the better off it is for you to do your job, you know.
0: Definitely. Yeah.
1: So especially you know a working uh, assistant. I mean, you, you, between the superintendent and yourself, I mean, you guys aren't uh, driving around watching people, other people work. You guys are out there working. So yeah, you know it's a whole different, uh, you know, a whole different thing. And when when from my perspective as a mechanic, when I see that it's inspiring to me too. It makes me want to work a little bit harder to make things a little bit easier for you. You
0: know, you know Um, that, um, you know, other managers aren't just like, you know, just out there piddle fitting around, you know, just, you know, not doing anything it's it, it is it, especially like um in our situation with our superintendent he is a he is a hard worker and that is not something you see out of a lot of superintendents it is for for a lot of superintendents I've seen that you know hard-working superintendents but there are some that are just don't the do the younger anything, generation so. uh, I, yeah. I, uh oddly
1: enough I personally think but the younger generation of of superintendent um coming from I guess from coming up from being an assistant um, they seem, they do seem to be out there more, you know, you have the old timers that have been in this mm. industry a long time, you know, like, uh, you know, they have been in this industry forever and, you know, they just, they they're like you said earlier, you know, they come in at nine, they're, mm. you know, 11 o'clock, they leave, have a couple of cocktails, come back, yep. you stir things up and disappear. You know, yep. it's like, uh,
0: but no, it's not, interesting. Not, I, not actually, I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that, you know, there are so many more jobs nowadays because of uh, the way, you know, technology and all that stuff is. So you don't have as many, you know, we struggle to find workers sometimes. Uh, almost I feel like almost every course struggles to find workers. Um, and, but those people that are in the, that means that the people that are in the industry actually want to be in the industry. You know what I mean? So th- right. that's, that could be why... Um, those superintendents, the younger generation superintendents, maybe even assistant superintendents, you see them as being harder workers because it's not like they just came into this because this is what they could get. It's like, if they're in this industry, it's because they want to do it, you know? It's yeah. not it's definitely not because of money, you know?
1: <laughs> no, I think it's a lot, uh, the industry has changed a lot too. I mean, the way it used to be, you know, years and years ago, you know, was um, almost an exclusive club um you know these superintendents had and and, yeah you know uh definitely has changed over the years uh, considerably you know i've worked for guys that you know that that were 25 matter of fact i worked at at a golf course that was behind my high school when i went to high school these guys were working at that course oh wow Uh, you know they were there a long time yeah you know um I guess, the, you know, the longer you sit there, the more comfortable you are, or the less you do. I, I don't know. You, yeah. You push stuff around. I, I don't know. But uh, I just noticed that the, the younger generation seems to be um, harder working guys. They seem to uh, – I, I think it's almost like I feel like they appreciate it more because of how they came up, mm-hmm. you know, through sometimes third assistants, you know, on, on up to uh, superintendents. So – i I guess that probably has something to do with it, but
0: yeah, and it's also um and that also could have something to do with like you know i'm I'm not old enough to know um kind of how this is, but from what I hear, um you know, back in you know thirty years ago, um golf courses aren't aren't what they weren't as they are now, where we're growing grass at a tenth of an inch um, that didn't used to happen. I mean, I definitely have heard that. Um, so now it's more of a sport where we are like competing with other courses to get the best, fastest greens where we're, we're trying to get them as low as possible and all that stuff. So it's, it also is probably more driving for some people, whereas we're creating these insanely smooth putting surfaces. We're cutting fairways at, you know, four tenths of an inch or whatever. Um, or, um, you know so things like that i feel like are are driving as well when you see what you've done that is like so unlike what you see on a normal day um you know it, it's it's rewarding so it's it's motivating too so yeah
1: it definitely changed a lot over the years um yeah I mean you look at the interest that uh, Tiger Woods put into this into the game it, it changed um changed a lot i mean obviously technology has changed a lot and and what we know about agronomy and, and, you know, how things work and the different grasses that we're using now that we use, didn't use then. And, you know,
0: the different cultivars and the different types of chemicals is the biggest thing. I feel like, um, that's allowed us to get that, um, you know, really smooth putting surfaces without having to worry more about disease and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, so it's a big thing. So yeah, I, I definitely agree. That's a good point. Um,
1: yeah, well, the popularity of golf made people watch golf more, and mm. then made people want to emulate what the golfers were doing and how fast the greens were at uh, you know yeah. Augusta National. You know, um, uh, you know they want to see they want to see it that fast here. You know, so yeah, we've got to emulate these gigantic yeah. courses with endless budgets and and uh, you know, but technology has really changed considerably. I mean, just you know, in the machinery and and. Uh, you know and, and knowledge you know like you said of pesticides yeah. and, and your chemicals and things like that so
0: yeah that's true I mean I I used to work at a nine-hole course that you know had barely barely a budget and um you know the members it was still part of a, a country club uh they had we had another 18-hole course but I managed the nine-hole course and we, we had no budget at the nine-hole course we we didn't uh, do much and but, they, you know, they'd be like, oh, well, you know, this week at Augusta, you know, the cor- the greens look like this. The course looks like this. But they so every member wants that at whatever course they're at, even if it's a hunky-dunk crap course. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely you have to keep up with the times. And, you know, you have the resources to do that. It's just a matter of do you have the budget and stuff like that. So well, it's it's. um. It's
1: always fun to watch the greens committee meetings and yeah. after, you know, after those the you know Augusta National after those tournaments go on and and you know people watch them and and you they notice want right that. away they want it they, yeah, want, they want that to, you know they come out of those meetings like all right we got to speed up the greens yeah
0: know, and, they're like so. do you realize that the kind of technology that they have because of how much it costs and not only that but they also are barely open throughout the whole year they don't get 300 golfers a a day (laughs) right and they have an endless budget yeah um, that's the biggest thing yeah
1: you know nothing a little money can't uh yeah can't can't fix for you
0: that's that is very true yeah well man this is great i really appreciate this and uh yeah we'll we'll have to do a a part two soon absolutely i'm glad to be a part of it yeah man thank you